Hey, it's EDB. That's Eric Deshaun Barrett for this day three of month 12, 2023. Our communion Sunday meditation is gearing up. So go ahead and get your stuff together so we can get, get on with it in just a few moments. Good. It's six It's better. It's rising. 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 It's the first Sunday, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. We're going to put in our, in our time of elements in a moment, but before we get, Mama Bell is here. And, and as I said, it's the first Sunday, Advent. I'm sure right. that. Yeah, see, I told you, you need to leave. I asked you, it's loud and clear. Okay. You heard me, it's all right. So, Mama Bell, are you making your way over to Annie Forty to bang on it a little bit? Okay, you ready for me to bang already? I, I'm ready for you to bang already. All right, then. Upon the midnight clear. Oh, it was so beautiful to sit there and start Christmas with you. That may sound so beautiful to start Christmas with you and, and Advent. And speaking of Christmas, I want to stress upon you as we begin this time. I was struggling with how I was going to approach this, but I think I'll just leave it up to the grown folks. Uh, There are some people, most of you know who's around here, and you pretty much know who you're thinking about or who you like or who's something else, and and maybe I will call around and, and, and try to see who you select and then tell you, no, that person's already taken. But select somebody from around here and uh, somebody's phone's not muted for us this morning. And uh, take some time around here and Think about a person or two that you are 
you just got a feeling for. Maybe it's a nice card. Maybe it's a nice letter. Some folks just need to give some money and just tell them you appreciate them. However way you're thinking about them this year. Or maybe somebody is not around here. Maybe it's somebody that you is in your immediate world. This Christmas, give somebody the heart of love. That is my mission this year. And give them some Robitussin, too. Before Christmas. Yeah, yeah, give them some Robitussin. Uh, Psalms, chapter 16. Psalms chapter 16 has a lot to say. It says, I love the Lord because he heard my appeal for mercy. Because he has turned his ear to me, I will call out to him as long as I live. The ropes of death were wrapped around me. The torments of Shiloh came, overcame me. I encountered trouble and sorrow. Then I called on the name of the Lord. Lord, save me. The Lord is gracious and righteous. Our God is compassionate. The Lord guards the inexperienced. I was helpless, and he saved me. Return your rest, my soul, for the Lord has been good to you. For you, Lord, rescued me from death. My ears and eyes, mostly eyes from tears, my feet from trembling and stumbling. I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. I believe even when I said I am severely oppressed. In my alarm, I said everyone is a liar. How can I repay the Lord for the good he has done for me? I will take the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vow to the Lord in the presence of all his people. The death of his faithful ones is valuable in the Lord's sight. Lord, I am indeed your servant. I am your servant, the son of of your female servant. You have loosened my bonds. I will offer you a sacrifice of thanksgiving and call on the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vow to the Lord in the presence of all his people, in the courts of the Lord's house within you, Jerusalem. Hallelujah. Psalms 116 this morning prepares us for a great time of celebration of the the Lord's Supper on this first Sunday in January. Oh, December. I already want to get to January. Mama Bell, you're rushing me. Stop rushing me. <laughs> yeah. But it's a great time to talk about the love of God. Mama Bell likes to talk about that. That's one of her favorite songs she likes to talk about. Yes. We'll make way in pause. As you think about it, meditate on how God has been good to you this year. This is the last first Sunday. It's the last in many of our churches, the last time you will have communion this month or this year. So it's a great time to meditate on how good the Lord has been to you. We'll do that while Mama Bell plays. Mm-hmm. 
This is the time that we set aside for a moment of prayer and meditation. However, our pastor is out on the ocean somewhere. He decided he wanted to go swimming with the fishes. (laughs) So he will not be with us the next two weeks. And I already told him that a receipt is waiting for him. You take two Sundays from me, I'm going to take two Sundays from him. And so, uh, but he, we ask your prayers for his safety as he is out enjoying some well-deserved time off. That man works like a government mule. And so he definitely deserves some time to relax and enjoy. Let his hair down a little bit. Anybody who's ever met him before would laugh at that statement. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't got no hair. No hair. He ain't got no hair. <laughs> so <laughs> that's a great time to put on one of them wigs and let that down. Maybe he stopped by one of them hair stores and got him some of that weed. Uh-huh. Y'all know how y'all women folk do. So we're praying for him as he's spending some time relaxing. Uh, I was deciding on whether or not I was going to tell you this or not, but I think I might tell you as we praying. Uh, pray for Brother Dennis. You haven't heard that name in a while. He's been struggling with a few issues. Uh, But if all goes well, the first Sunday in January, he will return to us. Hope so. So pray for him as he's recovering and, and he has discussed a possible return in January. Mm-hmm. If not sooner than that, so we'll try to convince him to come here New Year's Eve. We'll see how that works, and uh, we'll kick off the year together. So pray for him as he's dealing with his issues and he is getting his life back on track. Outside of the world, there's some things to pray for. Uh, pray for uh, the fighting that's over in the land of Gaza. For the issues that's going on over there that we can't seem to figure out what to do. And around here in the city, there's various things that are going on that we struggle with. Uh, I don't know much about it. I can't seem to get a, a good answer on it. But there's some fight over pay as it pertains to our city workers and people of importance to our community. And uh, so there's a battle that's going out, and we're praying for uh, quick and swift solutions in that area. And also pray that people just are treated like human beings. I know that may seem like just a a very off statement, but we live in a culture where some feel like they have the power over everybody, that some should listen to everybody instead of realizing we're all citizens born with certain unalienated rights, undeniable rights to that of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And if, and, and if, and if we all are allowed that, <clears throat> but we're not all receiving that, I need some Robitussin too. Go on here and pass the bottle around. Just one, take a sip and pass it around to the next one. Pray for all these colds around here too. But all of us should be treated equally, and we're praying for that and and that folks would understand and uh, that we will have a 
a rise up of people who are passionate about doing what they're doing and about loving people. That's the goal. We'll take a moment of pause for the things that you have on your mind. We don't need to have a long, drawn-out session. We've already made our petitions out before the Lord from a public perspective. But you have some things on your mind that you want to discuss, and we'll do that now privately and give you time to lay your petitions out before the Lord as well. It is no secret what God can do. What he has done for others, he can do for you. With arms wide open, he'll pardon you. Unlike other people who like to go behind closed doors and work business deals on the back of ships, at the country club. Hmm. Not our Lord. He doesn't believe in backdoor deals and country club arrangements. He's made it crystal clear. There is no secret to what God can do. Amen. First Thessalonians Chapter Three Verse Seven First Thessalonians Chapter Three Verse Seven It reads, Therefore, brothers and sisters, in all our distress and affliction, we were encouraged about you through your faith. But now we live. If you stand firm in the Lord, how can we thank God for you in return for all the joy we've experienced before our God because of you? As we pray very earnestly night and day to see you face to face and to complete what is lacking in your faith. I can talk for a moment from the subject, what can I do for you? What can I do for you? You can make me some breakfast. I'll tell you what you can do for me. I'll take pancakes and bacon and some orange juice, make that tea, put some lemon in it, Whoever, whoever's cooking. What can I do for you? And all those who believe in the in the Bible respond with a howdy, amen. 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 We ain't got a lot of problems going on in this world. We got a lot of problems going on in our personal world. It is easy to... Uh, judge people, to criticize people without fully understanding 
the totality of what is going on within their their spaces. It is easy to find fault or to get angry when you see someone responding in a certain way, when you see someone acting in a certain way. It's easy to take a position on somebody because they don't respond or act the way you would respond or act. Everybody don't respond to their crazy husband like you do. Everybody don't respond to their silly wife like you do. Some folk can't sit there and pray and ask God's blessing. Them people crazy. They go back to the to the ideas and ideals of their roots. They go back to shrinking. It's because in many cases they are not seasoned. They are not spiritually trained to deal in that regard. There's a lot of folk in our world who, uh, believe it or not, can't handle stuff they've never been through before. It's easy to preach about the Bible. It's easy to read the scriptures. It's easy to interpret the text when you ain't dealing with it. Oh, love the Lord thy God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and the second is as great as the first. Love thy neighbor as you love yourself. That's easy. But what happens when it seems that God don't like you? It's hard to love God. What happened when it seemed that people get on your nerves? It's hard to love your neighbor. Your neighbor want to play loud music every night while you trying to sleep. He ain't got no job and she ain't got no job. Excuse me, she doesn't have a, a place of employment. He doesn't have a place of employment. All she do smoke weed all day, and he grow pot in the backyard, and it's stinking up a storm all in your house. Can't open your windows for you choking over the reefer. How do you love God like that, love people, when they don't seem to be concerned about your well-being, when they don't seem to be concerned about what you're going through, but they don't seem to be concerned about what's on your heart. How do you love people when every time you talk to them is always about what's wrong with them and never about what's wrong with you? They might ask you how how you're doing because that's, you know, customary, but the reality of it is they don't care nothing about how you're doing because they got their own problems to complain about. How do you love people? When all they're interested in when they get to the job is how they can get ahead for themselves and you, doesn't matter what happened to you, you figure it out on your own. You ain't got no bills to pay as far as they're concerned. You ain't got no children to raise as far as they're concerned. You ain't got no obligations as far as they're concerned. It's all about me, 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 me. How do you love people? When you get to the Costco and they'll hold up the whole line all the way out there to Posey Lane. Because they're waiting on one spot. Can't go around and, and just find 15 other spots. No, they got to sit right there and wait and hold up everybody in the store. How do you love people who seemingly only care about themselves? It's hard to love people. And so the text will tell you love God and love people, and that's easy on paper. It's easy in theory. But it's hard when you got to put it in practice. And then it's your own problems. You got issues that you're dealing with, trouble on every side. There was a part somewhere in the good book that you read, and I'm sure your Bible has the same material that mine has. And in that text, it says, every man born a woman, days of food, and full of trouble. We all got problems. How do you handle those problems? How do you maintain your faith when it seems like everything around you is just making you mad? 
You ever woke up one morning and everything made you mad? The dog made you mad. The cat made you mad. You looked at your wife funny and she made you mad. You went outside and the sun made you mad. You went to the car and that did something stupid and made you mad. Everything make you mad. You just can't seem to get a break nowhere. You put on your nice white shoes and the leaf fell off the tree. That tree ain't never dropped a leaf before, but it dropped it right down your nice white shoes. The bird came by and pooped in your head. Seem like nothing goes right. We all have those days, those moments of regret. And then there's another thing that most of us don't like to talk about because it's somewhat still taboo. <coughs> the struggle. The struggle of mental health. Depression is real. Many of us battle with depression and don't even know we are depressed. Many of us battle with anxiety and don't even know we are anxious. And to some degree is lodged and locked within things like hypertension, things like high blood pressure. Some of y'all suffer from diabetes, ain't nothing but your pressure and you're depressed. You suffer from high blood pressure, ain't nothing but you're anxious. I tell folks all day, what you hollering for? Ain't doing nothing but killing you. What you doing all that yelling for? Ain't doing nothing but killing you. Why are you so angry all the time? Ain't doing nothing but killing you. <laughs> That cough, I told y'all, Pastor Tuffin. Why y'all, why are you sitting there allowing one person to get under your nerves all the time? It ain't doing nothing but killing you. Somebody would think, well, I'm going to get even with him. You can't get even with nobody without first hurting yourself. Amen. You can't hurt somebody else without hurting you. And I'm too precious to lose my blood pressure and have a stroke and a heart attack and behind you, and you still going to be crazy after I'm dead. As the old folks say, you die, bust hell wide open, they still hear crazy. <laughs> What is it about this thing called depression? The greatest leader of our time, the king, the one by which was the line that Jesus came through, David was the guy. He was uh, the main event, if you will. He was the, the leader of the free world, if you please. But he was also, according to societal standards, the one who had a severe Mental health problem. He was beat up by everybody. He was talked about by everybody. I have to deal with this for some time. I, I don't. I don't want to deal with it now because it's too complicated. But but if you allow me to mess you up a little bit and then leave you, I think about Brother David and his encounter with Bathsheba. Now, for so long, we have been taught, oh, David was bad, and he uh, stole that man's wife and did all this other stuff here, that, and third. And then I found myself last evening, I was studying world leaders. I happened to have been studying FDR. Franklin Delano Roosevelt, one of the greatest presidents by by historical and societal standards of this of this nation. He he was up there with George Washington is uh Mr. Roosevelt. Up there with Abraham Lincoln is Mr. Roosevelt. But he too had a severe mental health problem. And many will argue 
that his struggle with his love of women was nothing more than a medicant for his pain. Have you ever thought about that maybe people cheat because they're medicating something? Some folks go out and run women and run men because they, they just can't, they don't have any hope. They don't feel loved. They don't feel like anybody really cares. So they just run around and just give it to everybody. Just trying to feel something. Just trying to find something. And I would like to submit to you for consideration that we spend our time not focusing on the act, but the cause of the act. It ain't he's a drug addict. What's driving it? It's not that he's a pothead or an alcoholic. What's driving it? It's not that he don't want to go get a job. What's driving it? It's not that he wants to just lay around the house and play video games all day. What makes him not want to go outside? Some brothers are scared to go outside because they fear that as soon as they hit the door, they're going to get shot. That's a real reality. Driving while black, walking while black, working while black, being out at certain hours. They only give certain people certain hours of the day. You go to some of these jobs and they only put black people on certain hours because they know they're the heavy hours. The other boys don't want them hours. The most sophisticated people don't want them hours. You ain't going to find sophisticated people working out the sundown. They, 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 they're too sophisticated for that. So they put the people who, who don't have any degrees, who don't have any options on sundown work, knowing that it's every man for himself and God for us all. These are issues that are the causes of some of the actions that we have dismissed and just deemed as stupid without understanding that some folks just got problems that they don't know how to deal with. Timothy asked a question, which we derive our text from this morning. How can we help? One of the things I would like to submit to you for consideration in this quest to find an answer is A, understanding the struggle. Understand the struggle. I tell you all the time, a good word and a good message and a good text and a good Bible verse, sometimes it'll work. Sometimes you can call somebody and read the text and they'll get it. But sometimes some folk might need you to just go over there and sit with them a little bit. They might need you to go hold their hand. Yes, you can tell them God will be with you in the courthouse, but but somebody might just need you to go sit in the courthouse with them. Hold their hand a little bit. Pray with them. Let them know that you're there and it's going to be all right. That's how some folk can help. And then the other question is, when people come to you and you know that they're in distress, you know they're living, as you would say, in a world of sin. The question may not be, or the response may not be, girl, you in sin, boy, you need to get your life together. But the, but the question maybe should be, how can I help you? Because you seem to be going through. First of all, people know they're crazy. They know they're in trouble. That's why everybody comes to church every Sunday, because y'all know we all know we're crazy. Joel Osteen said on one day, they asked him why he don't preach on sin. He said, why? Y'all know y'all crazy. Why you need me to tell you? You don't need me to tell you that you're wrong. You need me to tell you how to get right. 
So what happens if we spend more of our time helping people to get right? And then the final point, which leads us into our time of communion. How do we give thanks? How do we take time to remind the people, to remind ourselves that despite all the afflictions that's going on, despite everything that's happening, despite all the drama and the trouble, there's still something deep inside that is keeping us moving. We woke up this morning. We were started on our way. We got the articulation, the articulation. Somebody said it's not articulation, it's the articulation. I don't know what that means. Maybe there was somebody just trying to be bougie and roll a word over more than need to be. But we can talk. We can speak. Nobody had to dress us this morning. We won't eating or not eating through a feeding tube. We're not wearing a catheter. These are the things to remind yourself. Despite the affliction, there is some hope. Despite the affliction, there is a semblance of positivity. Despite the affliction, everything is not bad. Oh, yes, you you might not be able to pay your bills. Not in full. But there's a little thing called damn minimum payment. You can you can give them that. That's enough to keep your lights on. There's a thing called minimum payment. You can give them that. That's enough to keep the water running. Oh yes, they're gonna hit you in the interest. Oh yes, it's it's gonna take it up about twenty seven dollars more. But but you can still keep it. And and if I can just if I can just keep it right here, if I can if I can just hold on to the minimum. I know that eventually God will give me the rest. Those are the things that you look at. You find the bright side in the middle of the bad side. How do we give thanks? Today we come to give thanks for the bright side, for the little wins, for the little moments. Yeah, that spouse is crazy, but I tell you what, he'll get up and she'll get up and she'll go with you. She'll support you. He'll be with you. You ain't got to go by yourself. Some folk got to truck it by themselves this morning. Some folk got to go out and they'll carrying their bags and carrying their load alone this morning. But even though they're crazy, but they're still right there with you, that's a little win. I'm thankful for the little wins. I'm thankful that despite my not deserving love, not only has God never left, nor has he forsaken, but some people have never left. Nor have they forsaken. Those are the little wins that we're thankful for this morning. And the final piece as we head into our time of communion. We pray for you earnestly. I've come to understand my, my granny and everybody would say this all the time and it kind of make me mad because, you know, we want to call and talk about folks. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Now, the negative part about talking about people is not because God told you not to. I want to approach this from a different perspective. You ever called and talked about folk until your blood pressure started going up? You ever called and yelled and screamed at people and now you're out of breath? You ever called and screamed and hollered at people and fussed and cussed at people until the veins popped out your neck? You're not doing anything but hurting yourself. You're hurting who you are. And so this morning, as you are thinking about those struggles and about those people, take them to the Lord in prayer. As you're thinking about the pain and the suffering that you're dealing with, take them to the Lord in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pains we bear. All because we do not carry. Everything to God in prayer. What a friend we have in Jesus. All, all he bears. What a privilege. It is an actual privilege. For us to carry everything to God in prayer. This morning as we do our time of celebration and communion, we ask first that you you pause for that personal moment of prayer, that personal moment of reflection, that you pause and you think. You think about all of the things that are afflicting you. Take all of them and ball them up. Then think about all the people around you that burdening. Take all them up. And then take your problems. Maybe some of the reasons why you got the afflictions and the people bothering you because you're crazy. Have thought about that? Mm-hmm. What is wrong with me? They used to sing a song down in the church. It's me, it's me, it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. Yes. <clears throat> not my mama, not my sister, but it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. Take that moment and pray for yourself. Examine yourself. We'll take that moment now. moment, pray over those that are around you as well, (laughs) 
And now we take our time and we come to our celebration. When you think about the supper of the Lord, the first thing that you do when you find somebody having a moment of communion, the preacher does this, but I feel like it is a thing for everybody to do. I know it would take time to pull this off. Before we deal in the elements, you should first clean your hands. He who has a pure heart, but most importantly, he who has clean hands. As you clean your hands, you're asking the Lord that all the dirt that is within you would be removed from you. And then you take time and you pause. You think about all the afflictions and all the things that you are dealing with, and you go, But he was broken for that. He had afflictions too. We do not have a high priest who does not understand. His broken body was a testament of the afflictions that we deal with in our daily life. Take and eat your bread. Then, as you think about, again, your problems, your situations, you think about the fact that there was a time when they pierced your Lord in his side. Before they pierced him in his side, they put a crown of thorns on his head. They they opened him up as you will. His blood flooded the streets of Jerusalem. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by the wound in his side, you are healed. Would you take a moment to drink? It's a great moment to realize that it was the blood. It's a great moment to realize that it was the blood. It's a great moment to realize that it was the blood shed for me. 
One day when I was depressed, one day when I was beat up, one day when I was broken, one day when I was busted and disgusted, one day when I thought I had no hope, one day when I thought life was over for me, one day when I was sitting there just drowning in my self-pity, he died on a cross. So our Lord and our God, we take a moment to appreciate as we enter into this time of celebration, into this time of remembrance, not of your death, burial, and resurrection, but now we're entering into a time of understanding of your birth. The whole picture is being painted for us now. Before we get to what you did, we first start with why you came and how you came. That you thought it not robbery. And stripped yourself of your royal apparel to come down and redeem man. For that, we are thankful this morning. We are thankful because we have the opportunity to celebrate your goodness, to celebrate your grace. We are thankful this morning because you thought old crazy people like us was worthy of your time. Cold folks. You didn't go to the palace. You didn't go to the the presidential mansion. No, you went to the ghetto. You found a girl somewhere in the backside of the project. Didn't matriculate from anywhere, probably didn't even have a GED. Couldn't speak two words together and formulate a sentence with any type of accuracy, but you thought that person was worthy of your time. Oh, we thank you this moment. We're grateful because it was the little people that society thinks is not worthy. The little people that society puts to the side. The little people that society feels that they are beneath. But you said, no, I'm going to go over here and I'm going to mess with these poor folks. These dummies. These ignoramuses. I'm going to go mess with them because they are worthy of my time. And for that, we're grateful. Can you imagine? He came from the projects. Can you imagine Jesus being on food stamps? Girl was poked. Jesus eating government cheese. Girl was poked. Jesus going down to the soup kitchen to get some Similac and some Pampers. After all, she was born. She gave birth to the baby in the back with the donkeys and the rats and the roaches. And he subjected himself to this ignoramus ideology of life because he loved you and me. And for that this morning, we are truly grateful. 
Our dear grandma, my grandma is coming to pray for us, and she's going to take a moment of reconciliation. We like to say that at the end of service. It's a time for us to make sure that we have understood everything that has happened today, that we we really know. It's a time for us to really, really take a moment. Oh, we've asked you to confess your sins. We've asked you to to pray for yourself. We've asked you to do all those things, but it might have been something that got missed. Then there's those persons who are not with us that also need to hear, to be prayed for, that they too can understand the same joy and miraculous blessing that we have understood today. My dear granny will pray for us now and conclude us in this first Sunday in Advent in prayer. (laughs) Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Most holy and all-wise Father, help us to always give you thanks. Help us to remember from whence we come and from whence we are going. Help us, dear God, to praise and to magnify your name. Because of you, God, we are able to stand before you this morning and say thank you. Because of your love, we are able to tell you thank you. We just want to praise you this morning. God, we lift up every request that has been made this morning, those that were spoken and those that wasn't spoken. We lift it all up before you, God, and asking you, let your mercy be done. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You know about every situation. You see it all, you know it all, and you understand it all. Help us to rejoice and to praise your holy name. Help us to lift our eyes to the hills from which cometh our health and strength, knowing that all power is in your hand, knowing that you care so much about us, that we are somebody because you chose us. You put your life online for us. Help us to be grateful. We just want to thank you this morning. We thank you, we praise you, and we magnify your name. Bless every listening ear this morning. And give us all the patience and the love that you have bestowed upon us, that we might see and hear and understand and go do it your way, Lord. Help us to praise you. We just want to thank you this morning. We thank you. Bless our pastor. Keep him, strengthen him, build him up on every hand. Keep your loving arms of protection around him. Open up the doors for him, God, as he go forth. Give him the strength to stand tall and cry loud and spare not. Bless him this morning. Bless our musician. Bless Miss Bell. We thank you for her, God. As she come down and climbs and steps to pray beautiful for you, we just want to thank you. We just thank you for every listening ear, God. We just praise you. And we give your name all the honor, all the praises, and all the glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Amen and amen. Have a great day. Amen.